Welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. He is the force behind Kuyper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection with ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you have a question or a comment, please feel free to call into the show. 425-373-5527, or of course, you can always go to KuyperCounseling.com and connect with Greg there, learn more about him, his practice, and listen to some of his past episodes of At The Root. Hello to you, Greg. Well, hello, Stacey. Here we are. Here we are again, and I will say that after a week of festivities and holidays, I am looking forward to all of the wisdom and reminders that you may have for all of us. Oh, that's all right. Good, good. Number one would be stay warm. Goodness, this is uh, pretty intense. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so yeah. last week, we, you had clarified uh, some things from the episode prior, and uh-huh. then we talked about the importance of co-regulating in order to... Uh, self-regulate, mm-hmm. and you had given us a homework assignment. Yes. You know, we ended that right at the end with assigning this homework. And fortunately, I, I, we had run out of time, and I, I'm, I don't feel like I was able, able to adequately explain the assignment and its purpose. So, so I want to make sure we do that today. Did you, did you do a little practicing on that, Stacey, during the week? Or? I did do it. I found that it was easier <laughs> for me to do at the beginning and end of the day, trying sure. to remember during the day. We had joked when the uh, microphone was off that, you know, perhaps I needed to do it and associate it with, like, going to the bathroom or something. Um <laughs> And as silly as, well, but as silly as that sounds, there is actually something for me as a learner or whatever about attaching a task with another task. Sure. That's one way to help us remember. Yeah. Uh, This exercise, right, is is, the more we do it, the easier it gets and the better it gets for us. It becomes very helpful. But uh, unfortunately, the time we really need to do it is during the day when we're stressing out or anxious or whatever. So mm-hmm. so we'll have to work on that. <laughs> yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> but and I knew it was going to be that way. You know, I mean, we, we got to put some reminders or notifications, alarms, notes, sticky notes on the computer, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, just to, to remember to, ooh, at least once I got to check this out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it was a very interesting, I know that you were worried that perhaps, um, You didn't explain what it was. However, for people that are listening to review, it was this whole idea of basically doing a body scan almost to see how you are actually feeling physically and to potentially associate it with how you're feeling emotionally. Did I get right? right. How'd I do? You know, get ourselves centered, bring our attention to what we are feeling physically and emotionally for just a few moments, right? And and I, and I ask that we try to do this three times during the day with an emphasis on at least twice, first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Um, but, you know, we'll review the process again in a little bit. First, I want to uh, talk about why we're doing this, right? It's, okay. it's, it's generally good to understand the purpose of things we're doing, right? Especially when they are new and 
possibly foreign to us. And I imagine more than likely this little exercise is, is foreign to quite a few people. And, and it may even be seemingly silly, right? But I, I'm going to ask that we not put any judgment on it and have an open mind. And, and later, I'm, I know that the value will become obvious and uh, prevalent in our thinking. So, you know, Stacey, we are coming up on our one-year anniversary of doing the show, right? Weekly. It is amazing. It is amazing. And, and through all those 50-some weeks or whatever it is, we're close, of working together, we have been focused on emotional connection with others and ourselves and learning how awareness plays a key part in accomplishing all those connections that we seek. Recently, we've been, as you mentioned, we've been talking about emotional regulation and how difficult that is for many of us. We can find our overreacting, you know, we can find ourselves overreacting with an excess of emotion or underreacting with little to no emotion. And I, I think the key word here is reacting, right? Mm-hmm. Reacting means we are responding to input from that autopilot we've been functioning on unconsciously, which we've talked about so much. We've created for ourselves, right, from these emotional wounds and illusions of our experiences and learnings. So through constant use over the years, these reactions, we've carefully honed them and we exercise them effortlessly out of our, they're out of our awareness and, and we're not understanding that they're pretty much useless and harmful today, even though they may have been helpful early on, way back when. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the process of developing these reactive responses, we, we miss out on learning how to co-regulate and self-regulate emotions. We talked about that last week. Remember, co-regulation is learned at an early age with our caregivers and is the precursor to being able to self-regulate on our own as we mature. A briefly, co-regulation is, is meeting the child where they are, right? Sharing their emotion with them rather than discounting it or invalidating it or... Uh, uh, you know, anything like that. Just co-regulating with them, coming down with them, going up with them, mm-hmm. whatever, meeting them where they are uh, rather than, uh, you know. I loved the quote that you had shared about how little people with big emotions that oh, yeah. we need to share our calm instead of joining their chaos. There you go. And that's it right there. And, so many times that doesn't happen, right? And, and um, uh, it's important for us parents to learn this and incorporate it into our um, teachings of our children because <laughs> they won't grow up to not know how to self-regulate like us. Mm-hmm. They will know how to self-regulate. Anyway, it, it starts as an early age and it's the precursor to being able to self-regulate as we mature. And today, you know, if we're unable to self-regulate, we can't co-regulate in our relationships either. And this is one of the keys to attunement and one of the real roadblocks to connecting with others is being able to co-regulate emotions with your partner rather than, you know, off the wall or hiding from them, withdrawing, whatever it is. 
So, but, but you know, we talked about last week, all is not lost. You can learn to co-regulate and self-regulate. The neuroplasticity of our brain allows us to, to develop the neural pathways needed for these important skills by quite simply holding them in our awareness and thinking positive thoughts. That's basically it. Remember, neural pathways are constructed using the experiences we are holding in our minds. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, information, beliefs, anything we're experiencing in the moment. Neural pathways are being constructed on. So we will intentionally build the brain structure we desire for better living by holding that desire and its components in our minds. All kinds of research supports this. So I have a question about that. Yeah. So is that kind of like, um, you know, I have done many, many years of therapy with different people and very often um, therapists or counselors or whomever will talk about sort of reframing thing and thinking of it in a different way. And mm -hmm. so is that a similar thing where we can um, construct a sure. feeling around something and try to change that experience from negative to positive? Absolutely, because we want, we want that positive feeling and vibe and thoughts and emotions going into this neural construction, right? That's yep. what we want to go in there. And if we, are, if we were down in the dumps, something terrible has happened to us, grief, whatever it is in our life, if we are troubled deeply by something, uh, depression, anxiety, um, the, it's, if we can get to the point, when we can get to the point, not if, when we can get to the point of reframing that, right? You know, the old, the silver lining, whatever. Mm -hmm. At whatever point we can, looking back at whatever happened and going, okay, that sucked, but here's what I learned, right? Right. And so that learning, you're, that's the positive part that's going into this neural construction rather than the, God, that sucked. Right, right. right. So, okay. yeah, very important. Good point, good point. Think, so, you know, if we think of a change we had to make in our life, anything, a process at work got changed on you, stressful, to altering your diet or behavior due to a health concern, right? Maybe improving your golf swing or something, right? Whatever the change is we want to make in our lives, what did you learn very quickly about the process? You need to keep the intent and the desire in your awareness, right? We need to pay attention to that intent as much as possible. A focus on this thing we want to change and improve. It needs to stay in our awareness and not just pop in every now and then, right? Oh, yeah, I meant to go to the gym this week. <laughs> oh, well, I just didn't have time. But, you know, you might have been able to make the time if you had it in your awareness more, right? That, that's the point. It's, and, and there's a lot of things that go on during the week to week. But some of them we are forced to have in our awareness and some we wished we did and we don't. But uh, that, that's, part of, that's a big part of what we're talking about here. Okay. And, and you also learned that this change wasn't going to happen unless you cut yourself a little slack, right? I mean realizing that with all we got going on, this change is going to take whatever time it takes. 
So being patient with ourselves. And we learned that it was, it's going to take practice. Repetition of thoughts and actions to reprogram the old thoughts and actions. You know, you didn't improve that golf swing the first time you swung, the first time you tried. Practice over and over, repetition. Right. My dad used to say, and I think it's a common expression, uh, the way to get to Carnegie Hall is practice, practice, practice. There you go. And we all know that. At some level, we know that, right? Um, But it's so important. Hopefully, we also learned that if you approached the effort of this change with positive thinking, it would proceed at a more rapid pace and be less painful, right? Um, I'm going to do this. This is great. Rather than, oh, God, God, this sucks. I can't do this. You know what I mean? It's a big difference in your brain. So this is back to the four P's we've talked about so much, right? The presence, which is the awareness. Patience, which is cutting yourself some slack. Practice is the repetition over and over. And positive thinking, which is just believing in the process and the result. Interestingly, but not surprisingly, there are several factors that really enhance the building of those neural pathways in our brains. Three of them happen to be awareness, the presence we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Repetition, the practice we're talking about. And novelty seeking, which is the desire for the new, the intention for change, and the positive thinking that comes with it. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So three of these uh, four Ps are like key to this neural pathway construction. smoothing it out, making it faster, building it stronger. So whatever we change, but whatever change we're looking for involves constructing these new neural pathways. So, so we can make the change much more effortlessly using these skills. Yeah, I couldn't say that. Effortlessly. Well, you know, practice will really help you. (laughs) And it's good to see that you are aware and that you are using repetition and having such a positive approach to the whole thing. He's laughing about it. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) So next week I'll be better at effortlessly. There you go. There you go. (laughs) That's great. So the first of these skills is awareness. And really the rest of them hinge on this one. What we're talking about is where you have your attention focused in a moment. Where's your attention placed right now, this moment? Is it on my voice? Is it on the email that just dinged into your inbox? Right. (laughs) Is your focus all over the place as you multitask and try to hear my voice? I'm going to ask you for the next few minutes to turn everything else off. Close your eyes if you're visually distracted. Unless you're driving. Yeah, yeah, please. (laughs) If there is other noise, reduce that distraction if you can. I would like you to focus exclusively on my voice for a few minutes. This is that awareness. When we allow, allow ourselves to pay attention to only one thing, that singular experience in our mind is feeding the neural pathway construction. With that intentional focus, the construction is more focused and deliberate and faster. When you are practicing 
anything you are desiring to attain, if you focus on just what you're practicing with intent and purpose, the practice pays off, right? If you're working on that golf swing or practicing a musical instrument, whatever, allowing your mind to drift to the 220 emails in your inbox is it's going to throw you off, right? It's just, it's not going to help your practicing. So that's the awareness piece, focus. So I want to direct this back to um, discovering and changing our emotional reactions. It's important to bring into our awareness the reaction, whether it be after we reacted or while we are reacting. But that is not enough, and it's where many of us get hung up, and we brush it off and we move on too quickly. If our reaction is to not look at it and move on, we have no idea what it was, and there isn't a chance of changing it. Or the reaction might be anger or rage, and that is just covering up what the real emotions are. Or we may be all over the place, a myriad of emotions expressed all at once. Regardless, we can't change the behavior without bringing it into our awareness and paying attention to it. And that's what this exercise does, and it comes into play. So feelings and emotions start with sensations in our body. And the more we can be aware of these sensations and feelings during our waking hours, the more we can head these reactions off at the pass. So, so we start off with this very simple exercise. Just do it with me now, if you would. So we want to sit or lie or stand comfortably. If you can close your eyes, do so. It helps. Exhale and empty your lungs. Breathe in deeply through your nose for a count of four. Three, four. Hold your breath for a count of seven. Three, four, five, six, seven. Breathe out through your lips to a count of eight. Three, four, five, six, seven. Repeat it, please. Into four. Out to eight through your lips. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, don't think anything. Just turn your attention to your body. And breathe normally now. I would like you to just turn the focus of your attention to your toes. Just notice them. No judgment, no analyzation. We're just noticing. And gently slide your attention up your legs, fairly slowly. Just simply notice the territory as you move up. No agenda, no purpose, no judgment. We're just noticing your knees, your thighs, your hamstrings. Notice your butt and your hips. Move on up your spine, noticing each vertebrae. Just turn your attention to it. As you're going by, notice your diaphragm rising and falling. Notice your heart beating. Notice your shoulders and neck, and then out to your fingers and back. Turn your attention to the inside of your mouth and your tongue. Notice the air moving across your nostrils and down your throat. Just notice it. 
Notice behind your eyes. And then the top of your head. And now, breathing normally, just turn your focus inward. Pay attention to any feelings you may be having in your body. Sensations, feelings. Just notice, don't judge. Where are they located in your body? See if you can put a name to the feeling. What is it? Now let's return your attention to your breathing. We're going to do the four, seven, eight breath again. Breathe in deeply to four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale to eight through your lips. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now open your eyes. That's it. That's the exercise. The only purpose to this is to turn our attention exclusively, exclusively to our bodies and feelings for just those few moments. What was it? Two minutes? Maybe? Maybe. A little Please don't make it any more than just that. We're just, it's like, what's going on right now with me? And all, and the breathing, the four, seven, eight breath, we call it that, is, is, is to calm us by activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our calming source. This helps us to center ourselves and be right here. Much of our days are, you know, we're spent, with our sympathetic nervous system activated, that anxious place of stress and, you know, we got to get this done. You know, that's, that's where we live most of the time. When you're doing this exercise, it does help to do the counting in your head, keeping, it helps to keep your attention on what we're doing, right? So you can hear the numbers. You can... And the body scan is simply just that. We are only using this technique to keep our awareness on ourselves and not on the email inbox or the, you know, you know, having to get your dog to the vet or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. We're just, we're just for two or three minutes, we want to just focus on ourselves. And in so doing, we are able to be open to awareness of what we are feeling in the moment. And that's where we want to go with this. We experience feelings in our body first. And it's helpful to be aware of them early on instead of after they are excessively trying to get our attention, right? And here come the reactions. After we notice a feeling in our body somewhere, it is important to put a name on it. So, so we notice it, and then what is this? This is anxiety. Ooh, this is stress. This is joy. And we typically feel those places, you know, things in different places of our body. Anger is on our face and blood, and anxiety is generally in our ch chest. Fear is in our gut sometimes, but wherever it is, right, we, we want to put a name to it. So we're going to take this further next week. But for now, try to, don't try. Do this three times a day or more if you can. First thing in the morning is a great time. 
if you're still lying in bed, be cognizant that the 478 breathing may want to put you back to sleep. So, yeah. I will say that I feel like having a voice to listen to guiding you in it is helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, It may be something that maybe we need to record your voice doing it and people can have a snippet of that that they can listen to because... Yeah, I've thought of that. That's a good idea. Yeah, so we might have to do that. We'll we'll have to see if we can record yeah. a little bonus thing at some point and people can listen to it because there's right. something about your your mind saying like, okay, now what was supposed to happen next and what like right. <laughs> No, no, no. It's very important. And, and you know, as we, we we've got all these meditation apps these days and um many many people love the uh, guided ones, right? Mm-hmm. With the voice. And it's just, uh, eventually as you become more adept at this, you, you won't, um, you won't need the voice unless you want it for some reason, but cause you can do it yourself, but, right, right. but that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Well, and, at least and, and, to get people, I do love that you, it's called like the four, seven, eight, because it's kind of like, okay, you know, it's the breathe in and hold and exhale, like, you know, right. that helps. Well, that's relaxing, isn't it? I mean, did, is that what you experience when you do that? Uh, yes, it's call, very call hard them. to multitask doing this show and making sure that I'm being fully present. So, so you put your phone down while we were doing that, did you? I did. <laughs> I did actually, because I'm normally multitasking as a you know kind of a co-host, de facto co-host yeah, and producer. Um, yeah, I know. And it was a really good thing to do. So, um, yeah. we'll have to play with that idea. Um, I love it. All right. So so check check in next week. We'll check in next week. Stick with me on this, everybody. If you want to make changes in how you react and how you deal with emotions, this is the start. And remember, be in the moment, be patient, and practice. And do this with curiosity. It's not a chore, but a journey. Love it. Okay. All right. Remember, if you want to get in touch with Greg, you can go to KuiperCounseling.com. And uh, come back next week, and uh, we'll be curious to see how everybody did. So we would love to hear from you. In the meantime, Greg? Everyone, stay aware out there. See you next week. 